0: And we're back. We are back.
1: Can Thank I, you, uh, Gru? I am <laughs> Gru. Who's Gru? Uh, from Minions. You said like you are oh. doing like a Steve. Uh, fuck was uh, Carell.
0: Sure. Hey, can, can I? Uh, if this is boring, we'll delete it. But can I? Can we talk about the ridiculous purchases I've been making lately? Sure. So. <clears throat> I've had have had a rough couple months health wise, as we've discussed, and um, I, I did not do it haphazardly. I I spent time researching, how much is it going to cost? What are the features? Blah blah blah. I updated my uh, my receiver, for my sound system.
1: Okay, I was I was very certain you were going to say, uh, pocket pussy. I was like 90 I am never gonna get rid of old Betsy
0: <laughs> oh. she, she's been uh, she's do, been faithful I do to not, me
1: I do not <laughs> like the fact that it's called old Betsy that does not bring a good image to my mind I I am not okay with that name well I can't uh I can't
0: help you there because that's the name it's not that I named it that that's the name.
1: That's the name from Out of the Box. <laughs> from Out of the Box. I,
0: I saw it and I went, well, that's old Betsy. Just
1: Doc Johnson's <laughs> old Betsy.
0: <laughs> so <clears throat> I had the nine speakers set up, okay. but my receiver only did seven at a time. So I got the nine at a time okay. speaker system. Okay. That's all I needed to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> once you knock over that one domino, <laughs> right. you start... So, this new system I have has Dolby Atmos capabilities. Okay. Are you aware of what that is? I have no clue. All right. Briefly, surround sound is accurately described. It surrounds your head. Mm-hmm. So, when you're watching the pod race on Star Wars, you hear the pods go, That you hear them zooming by your ear, you hear them zooming behind you, mm-hmm. but the middle is kind of empty. The middle is basically just filled with the dialogue, okay? Okay. Atmos, Dolby, well, there's all the companies are doing it now, but the one that's most popular is Dolby Atmos. They have done some evil machinations where they can actually physically move sound around the room. Okay. So they can make something appear right over your head or right to your left. or So, like, if a wave... Crash, if a wave comes up behind you and crashes in front of you, you can hear it like go over your head and crash in front of you. It's fucking bananas.
1: Okay. So, quick question because I have no real experience with the audio stuff. Okay. You clearly have a much more intense experience of audio (laughs) than I do. Sure. When you say that you feel it, hear it, hear it, that you hear it when the wave crashes over you, right, you are still sitting on a couch looking at this thing, right? Yeah. So when you're talking about the wave crashing over you...
0: Imagine sitting in the water with your eyes closed, and you can hear a wave coming up behind you. Now, obviously, it would land on your head, so maybe the analogy falls apart, but if... Imagine being disembodied in the ocean where you don't feel the water. Okay. You Okay. okay. You walk into a room with the lights off. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how big the room is. You go, hey, you get an instant idea. Your mind fills in based on the auditory information. My voice seems to have stretched out far into the distance. Mm-hmm. I must be in a large room. Okay. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I understand that. I guess, so that's kind of where I'm going is just because, you know, when you're talking about being disembodied like that, do you find the audio really plays that big of a role in your experience? For me, yeah. Okay, because for me, that's not it.
0: I I am opposite man. That's where I'm going with this because we're about to get there. My TV is kind of dinky. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with it. So everyone I know wants the crazy Dolby vision 4k TV and, and they, they're happy with a sound bar. You can take that sound bar and shove it up your ass. I want nine fucking speakers surrounding my head. And I want to hear if, if the movie has a choir in it, I want to hear them in front of me, behind me to my left and right. I want to be in that room with that choir. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so here goes the dominoes. This thing has a Atmos capability, but I don't have anything that outputs Atmos. Okay. So, what do I do? I immediately go and upgrade. I had the dinky Fire Stick, and I upgrade it to the new Fire Cube that can at, that can output Atmos audio. Okay. I have the regular Blu-ray player. Now, some of the newer Blu-ray, a lot of the newer Blu-rays that are coming out today are mixed in Atmos, and Mm -hmm. my older Blu-ray player could do that. Most of the 4K movies, like the re-releases. Okay. So, for example, the Child's Play movies are about to come out on on 4K. Actually, no, that's a bad example. The Star Wars movies are all in 4K. And here's what you buy when you buy a 4K. You buy the 4K disc. It also comes with a Blu-ray and probably a digital code. Okay. The 4K is in Atmos, but the Blu-ray is not. Okay. Which means I don't have the way to hear Star Wars in Atmos.
1: Now, do you find that is impacted as far as streaming is concerned? or Give or
0: take. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a detour. Anyway, long story short, I get the Cube that can do streaming Atmos. Okay. But also, not everything you want is on streaming. So, what did I do? I went and bought a 4K Blu-ray player because you can still output the video in 1080. Because if I get an older movie that's mixed in Atmos, I want to be able to watch it in Atmos. So, now I have a 4K Blu-ray player not to watch it in 4K vision, but just so I can hear it in. in Dolby Atmos. Okay.
1: And do you plan at some point to upgrade your TV to match this? Or is this just a... Here's
0: the other fucking problem. I still have a lot of 3D Blu-rays and I still really like 3D Blu-rays. Okay. Nobody is making 3D TVs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and every article, I, I mean, I've done, I'm, I'm desperately trying to find a used because for a while they were making 4K TVs that also had 3D. Right. With the glasses, you know. Um, apparently all the manufacturers stopped in 2016, which seems to me it'd be really easy for me to go online and type in used 2016 3D 4K TV. You can't find these fuckers anywhere, which makes sense. If you bought a new TV in 2016 mm-hmm. and it has Dolby Vision and 4K and all the crap, why would you sell it? Right. So, nobody's getting rid of their 2016 4K TV. <laughs> so, I've got a old, it's actually not even a 1080, it's actually a 720 TV, but it has Blu-ray and I just can't let go of my or it has a 3D, I mean, I just can't let go right now of my 3D, even though I, I've only got like eight 3D movies.
1: I am so exhausted just <laughs> contemplating the steps behind all this, because here's the thing. I can, de- I can tell you something right now, Alan. Your ancestors and my ancestors mm. in the caveman days... Two members of the same tribe. One was sitting around listening for that tiger in the bush. The other one had to see it first.
0: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Right. My ancestors, very good at pattern recognition, going, aha, there are leaves rustling over yeah, yeah. there 20 miles out. Possibly stripes. We need to go. Your ancestors were like, "No, those are." I don't hear any footsteps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like...
0: the, the paws are different. That 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 footfall isn't the same as a tiger footfall. Right. Yeah.
1: So, because I am, I, I, I cannot do what you are describing. <laughs> I, I just can't. There is a part of me that goes, "A good, well done sound system." is fantastic but at a certain point sound is sound and Mm. i
0: you just you just like i know there was a little shard of glass inside (laughs) of me that just shifted when you said that
1: i cannot i can i cannot tell the difference and this has killed so many of my friends too I cannot tell the difference a lot of times between the various audio qualities that people profess that there are. Like, I have a friend of mine who lives and dies by vinyl. And there is part of me that goes, hey, man, when you talk about there being a warmth to this sound, I don't know what the Mm -hmm. fuck that means.
0: So, oh, I don't believe you, meaning. I, I don't think you're lying. I, I You've probably not been in the proper situation, environment, whatever. I promise you that without fear of contradiction, mm-hmm. the difference between an MP3 and a CD, there is a fucking difference. A noticeable, immediate difference and if you just had the right headphones i mean if you gave a fuck enough mm-hmm. which most people don't and you had the right stuff and you had one was assigned a button one and one was assigned a button two and you could go back and forth it won't take two seconds to go oh yeah that one's way clearer okay or that one's and it also kind of depends on what you're wanting to hear apparently as far as I understand it, apparently a lot of people actually prefer MP3s because MP3s are really compressed and they kind of throw all the sound at you at this, in this kind of flat wall. So you you don't have to worry about nuance and subtlety and, you know, it's just you're being assaulted with the sound and you go, I heard all the things. Mm-hmm. whereas even I'm, I'm not even talking about high, high resolution. I'm talking about CD versus MP3. There is so much more space in the sound on a CD. It, you, you can hear the distance between the guitar and the drum, like literal air between the two instruments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, that's what I'm all about. I want to hear a lot of the newer stuff that's coming out has this separation effect mm-hmm. that kind of changes the whole way the song sounds. So you listen to it on CD quality in headphones. And let's say the vocalist has, let's say the vocalist has layered his voice four different times.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Normally on a regular ass stereo track, it all just kind of comes at you at once. It sounds fine. But if you run that through like Dolby Atmos headphones or you run that through your nine channel system, it actually somehow there's a demon in there that actually takes every one of those four voices and puts them in like different place. And you can hear like you can point that's him singing the bass note. That's him singing the high note. That's him singing the whatever, you know that's that's the world I want to live in i I wish I lived in
1: that world too because to me and again I am wholly capable of understanding of like I have just not had the right experience <laughs> right but like to me when you talk about that mythical world I just go it's got a beat <laughs> <laughs> right. and I I don't
0: and that's the thing that fascinates me is that The world, in general, from what I can tell, the world is kind of crazy over the visuals. They want that 4K. They want the, you know, if I can see it, I'm happy. As long as it's not muddy or as long as it's not overtly shitty, I'm fine. But I also want to hear those fucking pods flying around my head. You know what I mean? So
1: on the visual side of things, I, I understand what you're talking about. On the visual side of things... I sit in a weird space because I actually don't like the direction that we are going with visuals because there is a certain problem that uh, people don't talk about enough in how modern movies are made. or mod- Not just modern movies. Modern filming in general is done uh, that shows up very apparently in 4K and higher. All right, you take the Avengers, right, take Civil War, right, you put that on a normal TV at a normal resolution, movie looks great, looks fun, looks like this is a thing that somebody filmed, uh, you know, in their car, driving along Captain America, jumping from car to car, right, you bump that up to 4K, 8K higher, right, you can suddenly very rapidly tell that this is Chris on a car that's not really moving and there's a green screen behind him.
0: I think my understanding, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole now, but my understanding is that there are ways to get into the settings of your TV to fix that because it didn't look that way in the theater. Mm -hmm. And you can bet your ass that the last... Avengers was shot in 4k. Right. So there's a lot of like fuckery that happens in these commercial TVs where you have to specifically turn off this one thing. Like there's, I know there's again, I'm not going to stretch this out, but like, I know that one of the things that happens is that they, the movie was shot in 24 frames, Mm -hmm. but the TV refreshes it at 48 frames. So it's refreshing it twice it's refreshing twice the amount of information that actually exists on the print right so you have to actually get into the TV and click the like match original frame rate button or something it, you know so
1: it always drives me nuts because it's like there's a limit to the number of frames per second that the human eye can see sure So it's like people will be but, like but it
0: does have an effect meaning, what you're saying is probably the direct result of this thing's refreshing stronger than the original signal or whatever. Right. You
1: know? you know, and the Toshas are going through something similar too. like, they got a projector. They just got like a literal screen that comes down into their living room, you know, like it like comes out of a wall and, you know, and it's like, oh, this way we can watch like high definition movies and shit like that. And there's part of me that goes like, Nigga, I love you, but, like, there's only so much that we can do for, like, a movie shot in 1934. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like, these people did not even develop the technology to, like, film when it was dark out. And now (laughs) you're sitting here trying to piece together how we can get that on a screen in your living room. And it's like...
0: Well, I think, I think part of that also is, you know, you talk about how I hear it and that's fine. I think there is a degree, there has to be a degree of you love the thing beyond the thing itself. Mm. Meaning, you know, I read a novel, I enjoyed it versus I love writing and mm. I love literature. You know what I mean? Like you're, there, there's, it's difficult for me to believe that people who are huge fans of X are not also emotionally invested in how X works. Right. You know. Which is fair. Which is which is why someone like me I am super excited by the fact that Psycho is in Dolby Atmos. Mm. This is a movie that was shot in fucking mono. There was a single soundtrack that came out of a single speaker Mm -hmm. and then x amount of years later someone developed the technology to actually split all the sounds into separate tracks and turn that into a surround soundtrack and then x amount of years later somebody took that surround soundtrack and found ways to move objects around the room and now it's in dolby atmos you know what i mean
1: right and you know i can say if I weren't dead on the inside, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would probably care about that stuff a lot more too. But by and large, my experience with media across the board tends to be less, it tends to primarily be visual. What am I seeing? How does it look? Do you know, What am I interpreting uh, from the visuals present? Followed by sound, followed by I am, or I should say, and then above at the very top should be what is the story of the thing that I am seeing?
0: Not sure. You know, it's right, but but I mean, yeah, that plays a part. You know, I'm not gonna watch any piece of. I'm, you're not gonna get me to sit through the new Jurassic World movies just because they're in Atmos. I'm right. not. I'm not wasting two hours of my life doing that. Do I want to watch Psycho in Atmos? Fuck yeah, I do.
1: Right, but kind of. That's kind of what I'm saying. At least for me, is that there's so much more of me that is willing to. Sh- if if Jurassic World looked like a piece of dog shit, but had a fantastic story, I no, would. Sit- we're
0: saying the same thing. Okay. I'm saying those movies suck. I don't want to watch movies that suck because quality. they're right. in good quality.
1: Right, and that's fair. I
0: want to watch... If somebody made a Seven Samurai Atmos track, I would be out of my fucking mind because I'll watch Seven Samurai in mono. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. If you can enhance it and have samurai swords swinging over my head, holy shit.
1: Right. Speaking of which, did I tell you... And th- this this made me so sad but as far as movies in general go right i am trying to be more proactive along the that thing that we talked about the other day of like if it sucks don't watch it <laughs> right. right you know like i have been struggling with that for years i got an invite from a group of friends who are like hey man when black panther comes out do you want to go see it you know we're going to get like we're going to get like the full movie experience. We're going to go back in the theater. We're going to get, you know, like the really forget what it was. It's like 3d Dolby digital or
0: whatever. Go bananas. Yeah.
1: Right. And there was part of me that was like so exhausted <laughs> just because I know, I know no matter how good the story is, Right. I am so just done with Marvel in general that I have no interest in seeing it. So there's part of me that just goes like, why am I going to (laughs) spend 40 bucks to go watch a movie that's probably going to be mediocre? And as soon as I said that, you know, like I'm looking at the message on WhatsApp, right? And as soon as I say that there pops up on like YouTube, All right. That is just like a critique of the Marvel film. So I'm like, eh, you know, let me just click this. I have background noise while I'm thinking about things. And one of the first things they say is like every Marvel movie is the same. Right. And then as soon as they started hitting me with that, I was like, Oh no, are the Marvel movies actually terrible?
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's, we're saying the same thing. I, I, you know, I don't care how enhanced the experience is. I don't want to see a bad movie. Yeah. I I just, I don't want to. And I know so many people who have this weird, like, well, you have to see it because you're a fan of the thing. Like, no, I I really don't. (laughs) Right. You know, well, you've, you know, I'm not a huge Black Panther guy, but like, dude, you've been reading Black Panther for 30 years. You have to see it. No, I, I don't. I've been reading Black Panther for 30 years. Right, I'm yeah. fine. I don't need to fucking go it, watch that, you know. So
1: for me it's weird because like there's a cultural aspect to it too, you know. It's the like well, if you if we don't make this movie big, Hollywood won't keep on making movies with black people in them.
0: Is that still a reality? It is is. They, are we still living in that world? It's so hard for me to accept that. It, I mean, I know I'm living in my white man bubble, but for Christ's sake, like I mean, dude, I, if, I just if, I I just blows my mind. I don't get it. I And you know, again, even if I pop out examples, I have to I have to acknowledge we've actually had this exact conversation already on Mike, but like I don't remember as a kid ever going coming to America is a black people movie. Yeah. You know, like I just, it was a cool fucking movie with fun shit.
1: Right. You You know, and again, like we said last time though, like that's because the majority of movies have white people in them. And so studio executives for whatever reason will not release a movie unless all the things are the same because they go that the thing that makes money looks like this
0: and it's yeah yeah i mean it's no it's no use t- trying to dig this well again but you know there was that uh <laughs> wonder woman comes out it was fine mm-hmm. it's not a masterpiece it's not a piece of shit it's fine And the conversation, instead of being, hey, a cool superhero movie came out, the conversation quickly turns into this stupid feminism girl power, stupid on both sides. Everybody's stupid. It's a goddamn superhero movie, and I'm sure they snuck a Pizza Hut logo in there at some point. You know what I mean? Who gives a fuck? Around that same time, like maybe even that same year, There was that Natalie Portman movie where, like, this weird dimensional rift... I cannot remember the name of it. But, like, Mm -hmm. there was a whole section of, like, the planet that was trapped under this weird dimensional rift. And they send these soldiers in to investigate. And every single one of the soldiers is a woman. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone just goes, that was a cool movie about soldiers fighting weird dimensional aliens. Like, nobody had to turn it into some stupid horse shit. It was just, like... (laughs) That well, was a movie about people who did the thing.
1: So that's always the problem, though, right? And th- this is just talking about, you know, Hollywood in general, but in a larger context. It's, but again, most of the, like, m- let me frame it like this most art sucks. Mo- most. No, I'm not talking about whether or not le- something no, no, sucks. No. Let, let me finish. Okay. Most art sucks. Most art in general sucks. All right, most movies are just kind of eh, okay, it was it was good, it wasn't bad, it was good, you know. And the thing is is like Hollywood executives by and large, will continuously go, but all the examples of good movies have white people in them. And it's like, yeah, because if you did any movie, that was good no one would care about the race of who was actually there right it would just be a good just make a good product right exactly just make a good product and it doesn't matter you can have a gay trans you know whatever character as your main character as long as you don't bring up the fact that they're gay or trans or make a big fucking deal about it right you know if James Bond was a gay dude, I would not would, give a shit. Yeah, he wouldn't like, be any less cool.
0: <laughs> if if exactly. He
1: was gay. Right? James Bond is not like more cool or less cool because he sucks dick or doesn't right. suck dick. You know, it, James Bond shooting a dude like through a window or like burning a snake alive with like a hairspray and a lighter from the 70s has nothing to do with his sexual orientation you know but the problem is is that you know as we're at right now because hollywood has spent so many years going well we don't tell those types of stories you know people who go But they're, they're stories. They're good stories. It's a good product. And then they may
0: have some personal investment because they go, I feel underrepresented and I want to tell this story. Right. You know?
1: So then it becomes a, you know, oh my goodness, they, James Bond did a film where he stuck his dick in a guy's mouth. It's so amazing. And it's like, no, the movie was amazing. Or a piece of shit. Or, yeah, Yeah, or a piece of shit.
0: Because that's where it goes in the other direction is, you you know, you had all those people trying to defend the 2016 Ghostbusters as if that was an actual movie. Right. You know, and, and like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Right. And And I, by the way, just to defend my position a little bit, I went into it excited. When I heard the cat. I am, Ghostbusters, it took me into my 40s to realize that is when 1,000% my favorite movie mm-hmm. without question. It's my favorite movie. I don't know that it will ever be dethroned by another movie. It's right. my favorite movie. When I heard they were rebooting it, I was like, ah, oh, okay, fine. When I heard the cast, I got excited. I was like, those are four of the funniest women on the planet. Mm-hmm. That movie's going to be hilarious. I walked out of that movie going, was that a movie? Right. What Did, was that just somebody shooting scenes and then gluing them together? What did I just watch? Right. And
1: here, and I feel like the middle ground should be stated. If you took all of the original dialogue Mm -hmm. from Ghostbusters and you put all the female actor, actresses from the 2016 version of Ghostbusters and just put them together. <laughs> right. It would still be a fantastic movie. Right.
0: You know, did I tell you, uh, you saw the new one, right? Afterlife. Uh,
1: no, I did it's, not. It's actually. not
0: bad. It's pretty good. I liked it, but it's not at all in the spirit of the originals. It is, it is its own thing. Okay. And actually that I think that was probably a good idea. Like just come at it from a completely new direction. But, uh, at the end of the movie, no spoilers. At the end of the movie, they actually cut to a an unused scene from the original. Mm-hmm. Like one of the characters has something, and that character flashes back to this moment. And it's a moment you've never seen before because it actually wasn't in the original film. Okay. The flashback was maybe a minute and a half long. And at the end of that minute and a half, I laughed really hard because I went oh, that was a written joke. Yeah. Wow. There was a written joke in this movie that was really funny. <laughs> and, and, and actually, and it didn't make me dislike Afterlife because Afterlife isn't that. It isn't mm. trying to be that jokey movie that the original was. Right. But also, it, it I think in the broader context, it made me go like, Oh, nobody writes jokes in movies anymore.
1: No. And that So that's a big problem that I have with a lot of media nowadays is like a lot of – the reason why I feel comedy movies have died, right, just as a genre, they've just died, you know, is because nobody wants to sit down and hire a bunch of people to write jokes. Yeah. And that's what you need. If you want blazing saddles, you need a room full of comedy greats yeah. sitting down going, All right, what do we do when Mongo shows up?
0: <laughs> you know what one of my favorite movie jokes is? I mean, and it's just, it's an absolute setup punchline joke. The movie Orgasmo. Mm hmm uh, the director's trying to get orgasmo to say the ass fuck twins. And he's a good little Mormon boy and he doesn't want to say ass fuck twins. And he goes, well, why can't we just call them the naughty twins? And the director's Mm -hmm. like, why would we call them the naughty twins when they get fucked in the ass all the time? And then he just goes, well, that's pretty naughty. (laughs) That's one of the best jokes I've ever heard in a movie. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) You know, and it's funny, man. I think, you know, everything ebbs and flows and there's, Comedy changes. Nobody mm-hmm. will make another Abbott and Costello movie in that way, because that style of comedy is now out of fashion. Right. Right. Um, I I've had what's that show called Brooklyn Nine Nine? Mm-hmm. That's one of my like background while I'm cooking shows. It's fine. I don't really have any overt praise or disgust for it. But that's a show where I. It took me a while to realize the comedy in that show really isn't jokes. That they, they do a lot. Actually, that's not true. They do a lot of uh, situational jokes. I don't think that this will happen, and then thing happens immediately. Right. It's, okay. not, it's
1: not dialogue based. Right.
0: It's not dialogue based jokes. All of the quote unquote funny dialogue. Is really centered around reactions, right? And there's humor to that. I don't. I'm not. I, w- I would never shit on that. But the one that I just watched, um, there's a running gag that one of the characters is obsessed with trying to be- beat Wario in um, the the racing game. Sorry, and Mario Kart. Car. Um, and he, one of the characters goes, "I don't know." Every time I try to talk to him, he just starts rambling about Wario, which I guess that's kind of a joke. But then the quote unquote punchline of the joke was his wife going, Yeah, he does that. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's like there's no all of the comedy, quote unquote, is really wrapped in how
1: you visually see the scene play out.
0: Right. Or 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 you know, crazy thing happens, and another person goes, Okay. Right. Like that's not That's a funny reaction. I do acknowledge that that is a funny reaction. It's not a joke. Right. You know what I mean?
1: You know, it's the thing of like, if you go to, and again, if you go to the Marx Brothers, right? Yeah. Tutti Frutti Ice Cream is a great bit that works on both a visual level and an auditory level. Because when you are watching the joke, then he goes... You want, you want the code book that'll tell you what horse is going to win, right? He physically pulls out a giant encyclopedia-sized book and hands it to him. Right. And then he goes, don't you have anything smaller? And he goes, it's an extra five bucks for the pocket edition. And he goes, all right, let me get that. And then he pulls out a slightly smaller encyclopedia-sized book and hands it to him,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And again, it's the- That's like an old Looney Tunes gag. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like, but again, on a written level, it works, you know, not only because it's the situation and the visual's funny, but because it's like, you are asking for something smaller and the punchline is, here you go. And it's something slightly smaller. You know, um, but you don't get that because, again, we, you know, the 90s fucked up every the 80s fucked up everybody. And then the 90s came in to finish the job (laughs) Uh, because really the problem in a larger context with media is, you know, we had the reality TV show become a thing. And now, every show, every show is not, well, not every show, (laughs) but the vast majority of shows are just, okay, we have this situation that we've kind of fabricated. So we need people to write situations, but we don't need people to write dialogue. Donald Glover's really funny on community. So we're just going to write a scene where Troy and Abed are sitting here and we're going to have Abed say this and then, I don't know, we'll write down here, Donald Glover says something funny. And I say- I don't
0: think that's the case in Community. I think that one's a pretty tight-
1: I absolutely oh, really? disagree with you because that's something Dan Harmon says- Okay, fair enough. On the DVD extras for Community. Fair enough. And it's to me, I I, mean,
0: also some of that though. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's getting a little granular, you know, but I, I think if I got a guy on my set that I can trust to actually spit out genuine jokes that I don't have to write for him, I'm still getting jokes in my show.
1: Right. But to a certain point, it's like, you're not writing the full thing. And you know, Part of the thing, and part, the reason why I brought that example up in specific is because Dan Harmon takes that moment to lament the film industry as a whole. So you can just say a lot of what I've just said is parroting. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but uh, he laments the film industry as a whole because he talks about like the number of movies with like Melissa McCarthy in them where he's like, I sat down or like somebody showed me a script for this and I was like, there are no jokes written here. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of well, we know Melissa's funny, so like we need you to do write a situation for that, and then Dan was like, "That's not how you write
0: comedy." But he did that with Glover.
1: You know, that was his complaint is that he was like, "Well, you know, like we started doing that, and then we noticed this going on, and more and more often it would just be you know, and that was a thing I didn't like, and right. yada yada yada, yada. <clears throat> and it you know like. Well, and
0: I think, yeah, I think we're circling around the same idea, which is for certain you can just point a camera at Melissa McCarthy and get something funny out of her. Right. I don't, anyone who says otherwise can lick all my nuts. And I have several, Um, but. They're not all
1: his, (laughs) which is the more disturbing fun fact. I think,
0: I think for sure that's a reality. I think the inherent problem in that is what we're both saying, which is you just point a camera to her. She starts rambling. It's amusing. It may even produce a couple belly laughs, but it's like, well, now you have 30 minutes of her rambling. What part of that is actually worth going into your film? A Mm -hmm. what part of it is any kind of actual crafted joke? B did any of that rambling actually move anything forward? See, like, you know...
1: There's a list of problems that come with that right, style, right. you know. And, it, you know, again, she is a fantastic actress, you know, so this is not shitting on her, but it's, like, her... I think, like, Leslie Jones, I think Glover... um I know, Who's another famous person who's, like, known for that? But, like, there's a bunch of actors and actresses in Hollywood now where, like, instead of people... Going, I say this, then you say this, then I say this, and you say this, and then I say this, and then here's the witty response, and here's the punchline. Mm-hmm. It is just have them, you guys are on a date, the date's going poorly, and roll it.
0: And I you think, know? in my opinion, some of the best use of that is in the middle of a tightly scripted thing. Right. Um, there was a, a Val Kilmer movie. It was a shitty movie. He There was some little ghost girl who he had to help do ghost shit. I don't remember. At one point, it, it was it was a very specifically controlled film. The dialogue was very, ob, not obvious, that's not the right word, but uh, intentional. It was a very intentional dialogue, very intentional shots, you know, But there was a moment, the character was a writer, and there was a moment in the film where he was like, I got to get some writing done. I haven't been doing any writing. And they very clearly just let Val Kilmer go off. And there's about two minutes of that film that are gold because he's just writing and mumbling to himself. And at one point, he starts talking like this, and he goes, well, now apparently I'm a black basketball player. I mean, it's fucking, and it's like, that worked because it wasn't the entire goddamn film. It was this guy's trying to get into a headspace, so let's let him act silly for a little while and just turn the camera on and see what happens. Right? You know, it it,
1: fe- it feels in that context, it feels like what's going on in Hollywood today is people are run, writing a bunch of like lame filler stuff, <laughs> yeah, and then they're going like.
0: Well, it we did, get, did, we can did, get McCarthy to do, to yeah, flesh it out.
1: Yeah, she'll bump it up, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's just like,
0: and I would say doing it right is not uh, it's not easy, you know. Right. Uh, for however many years, Kirby enthusiasm is not a scripted show, right? The the situations I haven't seen the script with my own eyes, but I've heard them described as the the situations are very tight. All of the beats are there. This guy walks in. He's concerned about this. This is how this guy responds. This is how this guy argues. The other guy gets kicked out of the room. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all there, but the improvers on the set are good enough to take those beats and make it feel more natural and maybe even find other angles and other jokes that they weren't on the page. You know? And, And that's not... (laughs) <laughs> just because Larry David can do that doesn't fucking mean that you can do that.
1: Exactly. And <laughs> right. I, I feel like that's the problem is that like everybody nowadays is treated like they're going to improv their way to making this movie funny. And it's yeah. like
0: that. I agree with. Yeah.
1: It's like, don't do that. Con- like, you know, comedy movies require, written jokes and scenes. It requires all of that stuff Mm -hmm. together. And because that is time intensive and labor intensive, people don't want to do that. (laughs) So they sub it out for like rom-coms because they're like, well, if we throw like a little lovey-dovey dialogue in here, we can have the funny scene where the dog bites his balls or whatever. And you know, like I go, no. I want the next Blazing Saddles. I want, you know, a...
0: Yeah, I can't think of the last really great comedy I saw. Right? That was recent.
1: Right? Like, I think the closest I can think of was This is the End. No, you know what? You know what it
0: was? Sorry to interrupt. It was the last Beavis and Butthead movie. Which, which, by the way, you can't improv a Beavis and Butthead movie because it's a goddamn cartoon.
1: Right, you know, and that's kind of, so, that's, you know, to another point, that's one thing about animation that I like in general is because animation, you know, like they will let voice actors kind of run situations, but like...
0: Yeah, but if you've got one guy doing the voices of both Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> right. he can't interrupt himself and, you know... Right?
1: It's like you you just kind of... You can kind of improv this, but you ain't gonna get... You're gonna get what you're gonna get. If this scene was already drafted to look like this, that's probably what it's gonna look like, yeah. you know? But I don't know, man. I... I, don't I feel... I feel like... I don't understand the audio thing that you were talking ah, about. Yeah. And... You know, I wish that I could inhabit that space. So I just don't. Next
0: time you come over, I will, I will put your head in the sweet spot because you have to calibrate the speakers to a certain area. And We're gonna give
1: you a blindfold, and, and we're gonna give you a blindfold,
0: mouth. and <laughs> just don't worry about what goes in your mouth. It just, you know, feels weird. It's it's it's, it's it comes with the receiver. Just trust me. Um, no, I I promise you, and the experience is so cool. Depending upon Cause it also is highly dependent upon what you're listening to. Right. So if you're listening to something that's very kind of stripped down punk rock, well, you've just kind of got it all around your head and it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, that's very powerful. But if you listen to something that's like really sample heavy electronica, well now you've literally got these weird noises bouncing all. I mean, you, you hear it, you hear it behind you and underneath you, you hear it, zooming over your head, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. you know, it's neato. There was, okay, so the first Atmos movie I watched was The Invisible Man, the, the new one. The new one or the... The okay. new one, it's pretty good. And so in the end, it's the credits, and so I'm going to listen to the the symphony stuff, right? And the first couple songs are just kind of the sweeping, sad symphony stuff. Then it gets into the creepy shit, mm-hmm. right? And one of the songs in the creepy s- section had this like spooky sound effect that was boomeranging around the room. Mm. I mean, you could you could point, it's, it's over there now, it's over there now, it's over there now. And it kept getting closer and closer. And then the creepy sound passed through my body mm. and I was not happy because I was like, nope, I did not like that. I didn't want that. I didn't need that. I didn't get sent to this. <laughs> you fucking don't do that to me.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of So How About This. If you liked that episode, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, or leave a review. If you really liked this, tell a friend. If you hated us, tell somebody you also hate. Tell five people that you hate about us. Find your arch enemy and convince them to listen to our podcast because you hate us so much and you want to punish them for it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at So How About This One. That's the words So How About This, followed by the number one. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, just hit us up on Twitter and don't forget to stay tuned for new episodes.